0: Welcome to this episode of the Outfront Podcast with host Vince Noble. The podcast that gives emerging leaders and career transitioning individuals the information and inspiration to thrive and become their best. For sponsorship and advertisement opportunities, please contact info at nobleresolutions.com. And now, your host, Vince
1: Noble. I want to acknowledge each and every one of you with stepping into your authentic power today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Outfront Podcast. I am your host, Vince Noble. Hey, as always, before we get started with these extraordinary conversations, I, I want to say, as much as I love how intellectually stimulating they are, they are meant to do far more than that. They are meant to stimulate us, they are meant to inspire us and drive us into meaningful action. So as you listen, our guests are not solely on this show to promote themselves, their services or products, have in large part to provide significant insights and actionable steps to encourage you and engage you, thereby helping to shift you from one level to the next. So I encourage you to listen. And to think about how you may be positively impacted in some way. No matter who you are, it is my greatest hope that you find tremendous value in today's episode. I am certainly super excited today. We have the distinct pleasure of having with us Miss Shannon Amos, an American producer and writer who sort of followed her father's footsteps in the entertainment industry. She is the daughter of John Amos. Most of us affectionately know him as James Evans from the hit 70s TV show, Good Times, and her mother, Noel Nickerson. Both were prominent actors. She has appeared in many television series, networks, and films, including BET Network, ESPN, Turner Originals, TV One, just to name a few. Today, she is also widely known as the International Holistic Health Coach and founder of Sumana, a luxury wellness travel agency. In this episode, we'll be talking all about her newfound passion her business vision and mission some of her experiences of being the daughter of prominent actors some of her work in television as a producer and most importantly her current life work of helping others optimize their mental spiritual and physical health we certainly have a lot to unpack in this episode so let's go Shouts out to vince
0: noble what up that's the big homie, Help me stack, when my pockets was flat, now I got a grip on me. Information, motivation, inspiration, make sure that you avoid elimination. Renovation of your finances, I done had more than five chances, Vince got more than five answers, a celebration, let's hire dancers. All this good game, you bet not bypass, out front, out front, yep, that's the podcast.
1: Shannon, welcome to the show today.
0: Thank you so much, Vince. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you.
1: Certainly a pleasure to have you on the show today, uh, Shannon. And so, hey, so for those who may not know you, for for all that what you do, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Uh, Well, again, my name is Shannon Amos. Um, I am currently living in... um, Del Carmen Mexico where I facilitate and host wellness retreats um, in this new life that I've created and prior to that I was a television producer uh, for over 20 years in the entertainment industry.
1: Wow Shannon that's certainly again it's, it's it's certainly a pleasure um, to, to have you on the show with us today, I know we've we've been trying to sync this uh, interview up for a little while now, and you're all over the world doing uh, you know great and wonderful things. But um, hey, it's certainly a pleasure to to finally um, you know get you on the show. I think the last time we had the opportunity to speak, we may have talked you know close to an hour, and it was certainly a pleasure.
0: Absolutely, I enjoy it. Thank you. <laughs>
1: So, so Shannon, you know, I have to ask, you know, w- you know, upfront, like, what was it like before we get to anything else?
0: Yeah.
1: W- what was it like as a child growing up with with prominent actors? You know, um, you, know you know, you know, I got to ask again. You know, the, your dad, John Amos. Um, at home, was he much like the, the Good Times character we officially know as James Evans or what? <laughs>
0: um, yeah, it wasn't a stretch. I will admit that. His character was not far off from who he is. But, um, you know, there's so many multiple layers to who my father is. So while um, he embodied some of those uh, characteristics, um, you know, that was a fictional character in real life. He's very much introverted man and. Um, Pretty shy, loves to be in a quiet space, loves nature, and really mm. a Renaissance man. Actually, both of my parents, I would consider Renaissance um, people. Um, my mom uh, wasn't an actor; I just want to correct that. My mother is an mm. artist, mm-hmm. um, so she was a creative with her hands. And um, my father, um, being an actor, um, you know, brought that energy of, of creative spirit into the household. And so it was amazing growing up because I got to be around people like Maya Angelou, you know, having dinner with her in my youth and not even realizing, or maybe I was realizing, but not to the magnitude of, of who she was in the world until I really grew up and having people like Lou Gossett and Ben Vereen and um, other, you know, just really prominent, amazingly talented people um, in and out of our home growing up and being exposed to that was, was amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. So Shannon, you know, you, you, you've kind of followed your dad somewhat. Um, you know, into television and producing and that sort of thing. But there was a bit of a a shift, as I understand, around 2017. So sort of what, what ultimately brought you, you know, to the work you so passionately do today?
0: You know, it was was a series of events. Um, I had been producing, like I said, for over 20 years. And um, I wasn't feeling as fulfilled as I thought I would, you know, even in the pinnacle of my career. like I was was happy and grateful for everything, but I just wasn't feeling as fulfilled in the work. And as television changed and more things were being driven by marketing and um, by the networks of ideas of who we are and how we're supposed to show up, the more I became disenchanted. And around that same time, um, my mother, uh, who had been struggling for many years from uh, injuries sustained from a medical malpractice incident, Mm -hmm. uh, finally succumbed to them. And prior to her transition, while she was in the hospital um, in the last week of her life, I asked her, hey, mom, do you have any regrets? And is there anything that you regret that you didn't do? And she said, you know, Shannon, only that I didn't get to travel and see the world. And so we knew that we were going to be cremating her. We knew that she was actively transitioning at that point. And so I said, well, what if I traveled the world and I took your ashes with me? Mm -hmm. Um, Her eyes lit up and she smiled and she said, Shannon, go see the world and let the world see you.
1: Wow. Yeah. That, that, that's amazing, yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so Shannon, I understand right now you you're currently doing the work in, in all the way in Mexico. T- tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, I took off. Um after my mom passed, I took off and I traveled solo around mm-hmm. Southeast Asia for about a year, year and a half. And then I ended up um, in I took I call it my soul sabbatical. So I just mm-hmm. took a year to, to heal and, and work through the grief. And I ended up um, in Peru. And um, I sat with a shaman in Peru and had my first experience with plant medicine um, called ayahuasca. Um, some mm-hmm. people may not be familiar with what that is, um, but it's now been talked about by Will Smith in his book. Mike Tyson um, has recently shared his experiences as well as Chris Rock. And um, so I think now that it's moving more into the, the conversations around healing with psychedelics is moving now more into mainstream Um mm-hmm. Um, consciousness and awareness and into Black culture. Right. And that's what kind of brought me to Mexico. Um, I was invited by a friend and I came down to visit. I fell in love with it. And then I ended up connecting with um, a facilitator who here who was the uh, protege of the facilitator I sat with in um, Peru.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds exciting. You know, Shen, I feel like even now, you know, sort of We're all still very much on this, you know, mental marathon globally, if you will, you know, with with all, um, you know, various uh, infectious diseases since the pandemic, you know, here in the U.S., the political climate is still yet, you know, probably the most polarizing many of us known in our lifetime, you know, the impact of high inflation and, and all this mental cumulative effect, if you will, is certainly beginning to manifest, you know, in our culture. You know, what have you personally found most challenging during these times and how are you dealing with it as well as, you know, coaching others to it? No,
0: you know, Vince, I feel like the culture that we've created, American society that we've created was designed for machines, not for humans. Mm-hmm. And We've been living our lives like machines. We're getting up, we're going to the same jobs, we're doing the same thing. Over and over and over in repetitive motion. And, you know, no wonder people are exhausted. No wonder people are tired and burned out and frustrated and feeling stuck. It's like, we didn't sign up for this, right? Mm -hmm. And, And I think that. Uh, There is a serious process of needing to remember who we are and remember what we come from and where we come from and really to um, tap into our soul purpose. And so my work now, um, having gone through so many changes and also... Reconnecting with nature, reconnecting with indigenous people, um, learning more about ancestral wisdom and really getting educated about the different tools that are out here to support our well-being. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's now what I bring to my clients and bring into my retreats and even my wellness travel.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, that's wonderful. So Shannon, I I heard you once uh, say something that that I'd like to sort of unpack a little bit Mm -hmm. is that... um, You know, you you made a statement. How can you be a light worker uh, when you have yet to sit with your darkness? And that kind of moved me in a way when I first heard that. Um, Talk to us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. You know, there is a there is I I guess I repeat this a lot and I'll say it again, is that healing isn't linear. It's Mm -hmm. different for each and every one of us as, as we are to our own thumbprint. And I feel like there is a path for each and every one of us. For me, the path was plant medicine. The path was you know really getting reconnected with nature. Um, but it also there were many steps in that process before I got there. You know, when I first landed in Bali, um, I was introduced really to the practice of meditation, and from there, I went on to India where I studied yoga and Ayurveda. And, you know, so there were different tools that I was gathering in that process. And I think that in the current state of affairs that we find this world in, with things always changing and and moving so quickly, um, that it's really important that we slow down. And when you slow down, you can really do some serious reflection and that's where we tap into that shadow part of ourselves that the the thoughts and the feelings and all the stuff that we've been consuming and pushing down in our bodies mm. all that generational trauma
1: that right, we're right.
0: holding yeah mm-hmm. and, we, and and until we actually do the work to to bring it up to sit with it to process it and to let it go uh, we can't you know we can't fully step into helping others how do we help mm-hmm. our families if we're not helping ourselves so it's like mm-hmm. that philosophy of securing your own mask first
1: right right that's that's amazing there so shannon what what would you say you know is your single you know greatest mistake if you was to share uh, and, and what did it really teach you
0: uh, i think that the calling had been there for me for a long time and I chose to ignore it I chose to do what I thought was what I was supposed to do, which mm-hmm. would be successful to um, honor you know, my family's legacy, to right. uh, make money, to have a lot of things, to have cars and houses and material wealth. And yet with all of those things, I still felt like I wasn't fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I think that was probably the biggest mistake, wasn't listening to my heart's calling.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing there. So, Sharon, let's let's twist a little bit and talk a little bit about the company you established in in 2019, uh, Sumana, right? Uh, A luxury travel company. Tell us a little bit about that and, and sort of, you know, what was your inspiration for starting the company?
0: Absolutely. You know, after the year that I did backpacking across Southeast Asia, I really did it um, in a very unconventional way. I left with $700 and a one-way ticket and not because Mm -hmm. I had to, I was choosing to, because I wanted to see what what it would be like to just step into flow. How far could I go? Mm -hmm. And I ended up (laughs) being gone for over a year and traveling to 12 countries. Wow. What that taught me is that there is infinite abundance in this universe, and everything that we need is really here to support us, but we have to tap into it. Mm -hmm. And along my journeys, I was, you know, I was healing and I was receiving all these different tools without even realizing it. And by the time I came back, my life had changed in so many ways, and I had changed in so many ways that I wanted people that I care about to experience that. I wanted people to. Uh, know what it's like to detach from all of the stuff and to have a deep cultural experience and a wellness experience and that's how Sumana was born and in Sanskrit Sumana means to bloom and awesome. so we, yeah we just plant the seeds so you can bloom
1: that, that's wonderful so hey I tell you I'm certainly uh, looking forward to one of those adventures here real soon
0: I love that, I love that. we're going to go to Egypt you got to join us Oh
1: wow. Like okay, okay. We we're going to have to we're going to have to carve <laughs> that in the calendar like asap, right? <laughs> like right away. So, so what's the dates on that?
0: Um, Well, our first Egypt trip is in January, uh, January Mm. 10th through the 22nd. That one is already full. Uh, So we are going to launch a second one. But what makes it so special is that we are going to really tap into ancient Kemet Mm -hmm. and the African history of Egypt, the part of the history we don't get. And we have a guy on the ground there who is so powerful and amazing and is really tapped into the historical truths. So um, we're going to plug into that energy that frequency and get a lot of wisdom and knowledge too
1: that's wonderful that's wonderful i, I really uh, you know a number of years actually I've, I've been sort of you know doing a great deal of study on as you mentioned um uh, ancient kemet and and timbuktu and, and 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 all of those things that perhaps um we were we were taught to sort of n- not investigate or were falsehoods and so we didn't explore them. So I often say is when you can't get it all in the book, you gotta go there for yourself and see for yourself. I'm certainly looking forward to that trip.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, it's it's really um, interesting part of what traveling has opened up uh, for me in that way. And I've been to 53 countries now, mm-hmm. but um, how much propaganda and news you know, kind of dissuades us from going to places right, like in Mexico. Right, when right. I came to Mexico, people were like, "Are you going to be safe? Is it dangerous? Is the cartel going to be after you?" Right,
1: and I, right. <laughs>
0: no, I feel safer here. Like we don't have mass shootings in Mexico. Okay, we're right, not <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Very different.
1: Yeah. So, so what is it that individuals can look to experience overall? You know, in in a Sumana experience.
0: You know, what we do is we really take the time to curate an experience for each and every person that's traveling with us. And so um, rather than travel on a rigid itinerary, it's a very Mm -hmm. free-flowing itinerary. Let's say, for example, we went to Egypt and and you want to just stay in a spa and get a massage that day. And maybe a few people want to go on the Nile and go kayaking or Mm -hmm. maybe they want to take a walk along, you know, in cairo or something it's it's the way that we craft it is so that you can have an experience that is unique to you Mm -hmm. and you know there are activities we do as a group which are really beautiful and lovely but um it's very free-flowing you you move the way you need to move at the time you need to move and uh that allows people to really get the rest they need which is Mm -hmm. so important but also to um enjoy the experience and not feel rushed
1: Right, right. So, so what, what piece of advice, you know, as you mentioned, you know, getting beyond sort of the propaganda um, that, that is oftentimes associated with um, traveling abroad. But, but what piece of advice would you give someone that's sort of looking to take that leap of faith as you have and and just get out and travel abroad?
0: Yeah, you know, um, I, I say just do it. Get out of your yeah. way, get out mm-hmm. of your fear and just do it. But some advice I could give is that if you're planning to go to a country, go on, on a Facebook, even if you don't like Facebook, to set up an account you know, right. for this purpose and look for expat groups in that country. For example, when I came to Mexico, I joined like three or four different expat groups on Facebook, and I was able to pretty much ask for anything that I was looking for and someone would answer. And um, I was also able to tap into communities of expats that were already living here. So it was like upon arrival, I already knew a few people you know, that I had spoken with that, you know, uh, that could give me and kind of show me the ropes. And it mm-hmm. makes life so much easier in that way to have a connection when you arrive.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Shannon, I know you I know you talked on it a little bit, but if you could if you could unpack it just a little bit more about, um, you know, something you previously said about the indigenous wisdom and in plant medicine uh, mm-hmm. retreats, um, talk, talk to us a little bit about that a little bit more, What, what to expect from that experience a little bit.
0: Absolutely. Um, First off, I know that, you know, we've been colonized into believing that um, plant medicine is drugs when it's Mm -hmm. absolutely um, Mm -hmm. the opposite. Drugs are, um, you know, what the government, you know, has deemed as such. One, two, um, it is pharmaceuticals. They're synthetic uh, medications. Those are actual drugs. What grows in nature and what is in nature um has the technology and the wisdom of plants and when we look at things like um for example psilocybin which is uh, the street name would be called magic mushrooms um mushrooms are fungi fungi have been on this planet you know for probably way before man you know they, they even say that it probably comes from the stars from stardust um it holds the wisdom, the innate wisdom and intelligence of hundreds of thousands of years. And mm-hmm. indigenous people who live in, um, in nature are very tapped into the plants, the herbs, the various medicines and, and what they can be used for. It's scientists that come in and then cultivate it and turn it into um, other you know, healing modalities. And not to even say that all drugs in Western culture are bad, because clearly there are some that cure us and help us, but they also usually come with loads of side effects, right? Mm -hmm. So um, what we're doing is we're working with indigenous cultures who have been studying and understanding and working with various plant medicines for generation upon generation, and we're bringing people into a safe space, a comfortable space, working alongside our indigenous partners to create and share experiences to help elevate consciousness. Mm -hmm. And some of those things, for example, are ayahuasca and psilocybin and both um, help. There's scientific evidence now that shows they help relieve PTSD. Um, anxiety, depression, OCD, um, and other very, there's studies now around Alzheimer's, Parkinson's and dementia. Um, So there are very um, powerful healing abilities that happen with these medicines. if you're not prepared or not feeling called to, um, to the work with psychedelic plant medicines, mm-hmm. there are plenty of plant medicines that don't have a psychoactive effect that are also beneficial, like cacao. Mm-hmm. And cacao has a molecule called the bliss molecule, which is a heart opener. It gets the blood flowing, and it's a great uh, to combine with other healthcare practices. You can drink it every day. Um, you know, it's better for you than coffee. It's a super a superfood, a super fruit. Um, and it has multiple beneficial, um, you know, effects. So, uh, In a retreat with us, you get to experience uh, what you choose, and you know we're not here to push anybody into anything. With ayahuasca or psilocybin, I would say, if you feel called, then we're here for you to support you. If you're not ready for that, we're not here to try to make you ready. We're here to support whatever your wellness needs are. And um, if it's movement, if it's yoga, if it's meditation, you want to deepen your practice, all of that is available in our retreats.
1: That's certainly amazing, but you know, as you said, that so, so much, uh, you know, I think so much education is still needed um, uh, in, in terms of you know um, how how do you you know treat different ailments from a holistic perspective, especially when you know, as you mentioned, we've been sort of conditioned um, by primarily big pharma mm-hmm. um, that that have been conditioned to to think of you know certain Um, drugs in a certain way. Um, So who, who would you say would be, you know, sort of the ideal person in this case for your retreats?
0: I would say someone who is tired, exhausted, feeling stuck, burned out, mm-hmm. possibly mm-hmm. suffering from depression, anxiety. Also, we have a lot of folks who are seekers who are um, going through a spiritual transition or or tapping into their, you know more of their spiritual spirituality, um, those who are seeking to expand their consciousness, who are ready to you know to grow and ready to step into um, they're a full purpose. We also get people who are suffering from addiction, smoking cigarettes, um, alcoholism, uh, tobacco, um, um, drugs, you know, hard drugs like uh, cocaine and heroin. So um, we see a broad spectrum of people. We get moms and dads. We have families come in with their adult children. Um, our youngest client was 19 years old who suffered from um clinical depression Mm -hmm. and what we're able to do and what we're seeing is that a matter of fact, I've had several clients now who've come in with clinical depression. We've been able to move them off of their drugs that have Mm -hmm. horrible side effects. And on to microdosing with psilocybin, and now they're thriving. And when I hear that back from my clients, when I have a client that tells me, "For the last twelve years, I've been in misery, and I'm finally sleeping. I'm finally experiencing happiness and joy," that's what keeps me in this work.
1: hmm mm-hmm. Well, Shannon, you know there's certainly um, a a a work. Um, particularly in in the african American and Latino community um to be done in this area um, yes. I, I think I think even now as as we really begin to see things manifest at at levels that we've never seen before at a much younger age certainly yes. um, that that um I, you know i I personally believe that um uh, mental health has to take a priority in america and and, and it 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 may be needed in a number of different ways and certainly from a holistic natural perspective you know
0: yes,
1: um, yeah yeah so how, how do you feel today like with all the, the the 24 hour news cycle and the internet and social media and all the streaming platforms um have impacted, you know, mental health of of people, you know, certainly, you know, I don't know if that all those things like go away, you, you turn all your cell phones in when you get on one of your retreats or what have you, but (laughs) how do you feel like, you know, all of that has impacted mental health of people?
0: In a huge way, because it's programming. And when we are consuming uh, that content, when we're consuming things that aren't good for us, things that sit in our body, mm-hmm. um, we're consuming it on a cellular level. And mm-hmm. that's why the work we're doing is is so amazing because we're really working on a cellular level to move that energy, to move that programming, to expand beyond it so that we can face it, release it, and let it go. Um, the work that we do is, you know, from... Well, let me go back for a second. Being black folks and Mm -hmm. brown folks Mm -hmm. in America, we're being exposed to so much violence on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. and that's all trauma. And we hold that in our body and it manifests in other ways as dis-ease, right? So so no wonder more people are having strokes. No wonder more people are having heart attacks and suffering, right. and panic attacks and anxiety. We weren't designed for violence. We weren't designed to consume all this negativity. And so, yes, we do unplug during retreat um, and we ask our, our guests to. But we also want to give you the tools so that when you go back into the world, that you're mindful of what you're consuming, that you turn off the news and that you limit, you know, the programming you're receiving so that you can rewire your brain pretty much. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. part of that rewiring is also with the medicine because you're literally creating new neural pathways and there's more neuroplasticity with the brain. So integration, uh, integrating anything that you experience, it's going to help you shift into a you know, higher frequency or vibration or into a better, uh, uh, form of health, you have to integrate those tools into your life. So we also follow up with integration.
1: Awesome. That's wonderful, Shannon. So listen, Shannon, before we go, how can, you know, people connect with you? Some of the things you're doing either online or through social media.
0: Uh, you can go to Sumana S-U-M-A-N-A-H dot com and uh, you can see where we are and what we have coming up and you can follow me on Instagram at official Shannon Amos and also our business page is Sumana and uh, Sumana Soul Sanctuary and Sumana Luxury Travel um, so we would love to have you all and I really appreciate you Vince thank you
1: oh that's awesome I appreciate you too and I certainly um, look forward to connecting with you and getting on one of these retreats and um, bringing a whole lot of other folks that I really think will tremendously benefit as a result of that um, so hey thank you once again for joining us today and you know, again it certainly has been a pleasure and please come back and join us sometime
0: I would love to thank you so much Vincent you guys have a great day thank you we certainly hope that you enjoyed today's episode so make sure to join our Facebook group Out Front with Vince Noble don't forget to comment, rate, share, and subscribe on the Apple podcast or wherever you listen to download your podcast. Until next time, remember, you still get to write your own life story.